Hello, Junior Ambassadors, nerds and nerdettes of all ages. And welcome to another episode of the Nerd United Nations podcast. Um, I'm your host from the great white north of Canada, Miss Melissa Nicholson. <laughs> and I'm your ambassador for the Midwest United States, Jared Boots. That was neat. We could do that every episode. Yeah. Huh. Hello, nerds and nerdettes. Junior Ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. No, it took us over what ninety something episodes to figure that out. That's much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Melissa, how you doing today? You know what? I'm doing pretty freaking good. Yeah, I'm, and I'm also, as always, I'm I'm excited to have our chat. So, how are you doing? Well, you know how it really is going, but for the sake of our listeners, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I I am busy as hell right now with my promotion and getting ready to move, and it's going to be crunch time on the Christmas Carol, so it's hectic right now. Mm-hmm. You know, say lovey. Yep. <clears throat> Life, you know. <laughs> oh, excellent segue. Speaking of life, (laughs) this episode is called The Story of Our Lives. And you know how everybody wants their lives to be narrated by Morgan Freeman or some of the edgier people, Samuel L. Jackson? Not us. So today we're going to talk about the top three people we like to narrate our lives. So uh, before we get into it, Melissa, did you happen to? Ha- oh, first of all, Melissa, based on what you have on your list, uh, would you have Morgan Freeman or Samuel Jackson on your list if I said that was not allowed? If, oh, correction. If I said you're allowed to have them on your list, would they make your list? No, because it's it's. It's such an obvious choice by many, and as cool as it would be, uh, nah, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> I I could I could listen to Morgan Freeman read a phone book. Well, exactly. But right. I, uh, I would probably say maybe if we expand it to a top ten, mm. they would make it. Top three? No, no I don't think he'd make. Not even a top five. Yeah. I think I'm with it on that one for placement. On the list. No, disres- no disrespect to either one. But... No. So, uh, I thought this would be a, this is like an idea I've had kicking around in my head for a long time. Like, I see that meme all the time. I want Samuel Jackson narrate my life. I'm like, well, who would I have narrate my life? Hmm. So I thought it'd be a fun idea for an episode. 
Just to kill time till we get to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Melissa, before we get started, did you have any honorable mentions? Before we I got to our top three? I do have one. Um, I tried to think of some other ones, but eh, it wasn't. I didn't really have any others that, that had come to mind. So, um, my one honorable mention is Mark Hamill. Nice. But uh, I must say, I'm not ready to talk about Mark Hamill. I think just just maybe to generate a little discussion with this topic. Um, a, what made you choose Mark? What made you choose the people that you chose, and what projects? Um, specifically, or like, or is there a certain character that they played that you want them to narrate your life as? So, Melissa, um, what made you choose Mark Hamill and and B is like any specific character of his you'd want him to to do to narrate your life as? Well, I think because he, you know, he's brought such a uniqueness to you know a lot of his you know voice acting and everything and and just you know as a person he's just a really you know really great person and i think he could really you know he could like tell a good story he seems to be a really good like storyteller like when he's you know talking like in a podcast or something and you know and i think he would bring a lot of that into like a narration like a lot of that sort of storytelling skill and and then i think um I mean, it'd be kind of fun if you like, you know, maybe it's an obvious choice, but like the Joker voice, right? Like that'd be kind of fun, um, you know. But I just think, um, yeah, just as a as a person, I think it would, he would do a really fun uh, job with it. I think. So there was Melissa walking down the street. And all of a sudden, she had a craving for a pumpkin spice tea. So she walked into Timmy Hortons. <laughs> yes. See, that would be awesome. I would love that. That's a great, definitely a great choice. Yeah, like I said, I'm not ready to talk about Mark Hamill yet. <laughs> Surprising absolutely no one. <laughs> so do you... Um... Well, here, uh, I could probably save it for when we get to when I'm ready to talk about Mark Hamill. But the only thing I really have, like, I do love Mark Hamill as a voice actor, but I would definitely say he's probably the most recognizable voice actor, too, though. Hmm. Like every time I listen to a character, I'm like, yeah, that's Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like you just, there's, it's, it's that distinctive voice, right? That you just, you don't even have to think about it. It's just, that's, you know, who it is. And, you know, I think that was, that was kind of my choice in my picks. Um, you know, when we, you know, get into it, it's like the distinctive voice or just distinctive kind of, you know, like personality and whatever, and you know, bringing what uniqueness they could bring to it, and that was sort of the like 
things I was thinking about when I was, you know, thinking about my picks, and that was, you know, from like my honorable mention, like for Mark Hamill, I think he could, you know, bring so much uniqueness and sort of fun to it, and um, it would be pretty cool. So that's uh, that's a great choice. Obviously, it's a great choice in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, get to your question. Uh, I do have one honorable mention also, and it's the man, the myth, the chin, Bruce Campbell. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was debating like, how would I? I, I just love Bruce Campbell because he's such a cool dude. He essentially plays almost like the same character in every B horror movie he's in. Yeah. Well, I think one of my favorite. But he's always fun, though. Yeah, he's always fun, and I love listening to him on like, especially the ID Ten T slash Nerdist podcast. Always love those episodes he's on, talking about that stuff because he's never really talking about horror per se. Yeah. But um, actually, one of my favorite roles of his is him in McHale's Navy in the McHale's Navy movie from the nineties. He's hilarious in that, and he's not. He's like, he plays like your typical womanizing dude, and he's he's pretty damn suave at it. It's pretty damn interesting. Um, if I were to have like a certain character that I'd have narrate my life as, it would probably be as himself as he portrays it in My Name Is Bruce. That's probably my favorite Bruce Campbell movie of all time. Is My Name Is Bruce. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one, but oh, I think you'd love it. So it's a, it's like a bad horror comedy, like uh, every other film, you know, <laughs> where he's fighting a creature, but he, but, he, but he's playing himself mm. because this kid is such a huge Bruce Campbell fan. He's seen all of Bruce Campbell's movies that he thinks, well, our town is under attack by this uh, the guardian spirit of. Um, is it bean curd it's the guardian spirit of bean curd that is like terrorizing this mining town and, and this kid's a huge bruce campbell fan so he goes to get kidnaps bruce campbell to help their town like he plays it up because he didn't believe it's real at first until he encounter encounters the monster and it's like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it's 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 really hilarious I'll, have, I'll definitely have to check that one out yeah if you like any bruce campbell movie you'll like my name is bruce <laughs> <laughs> so damn good yeah <laughs> you have to let me know when you watch it because I, I love that movie it's so damn funny like, yeah I love uh, the Evil Dead saga I do love Bubba Hotep the man with the screaming brain maniac cop mm. but my name is Bruce is so damn funny because <laughs> <laughs> it's him playing himself it's what makes it so damn good <laughs> yeah I bet <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, I've I've enjoyed him in, you know, all the movies that I have seen him in. Like, you know, you know of course, The Evil Dead and, um, 
yeah, Bubba Hotep and uh, what's the other one? Oh yeah, Maniac Cop and uh, what's the other one? There's one that he's he's well, basically only in basically like at the end of the movie, but um, oh, what the hell's it called? Intruder. That one's uh, a good. But yeah, so I, I definitely gotta check that out. <laughs> I think you'll like it. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Um, so. Without further dudes, how about we get into it? Uh, Melissa, who's your number three? Ooh. See, that's where it's going to be challenging because I don't really have it in a in a order. It's just three people. So, um. <laughs> you know what? My number three. Um, now we said people. We didn't necessarily say like you know really actor or anything so i did kind of go out of the box for this choice is it me no <laughs> oh <laughs> should have been an honorable mention damn it <laughs> i think you have a little too much fun with that <laughs> cheeky <laughs> it wouldn't be as clever as mark hamill because i'd i'd uh I'd make the bad Canadian accent loud and noticeable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Oh, he's doing a bad Canadian accent. No, that's just how Iowans sound in Adam Sandler movies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can you you do pretty good at at sounding like me, so eh, I think you could do it. <laughs> I spent too much time with you. I think I, I remember one time I was recording with Philip, and I think I said sorry or something like that. He goes, "You spent he goes like Canadians rubbing off on you." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think he said, he said you're Canadian to show in, or the Canadian, or the Canadians rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can tell if I'm rubbing off on you it's if you walk around saying "ope" when you need to like scooch past somebody. Ope, which has happened. So yeah. <laughs> ope, let me ope, let me scooch past you here. Grab the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> which I have done. I've, you know, I mean. I kind of say that here, but yeah, it's been a thing. That and Ope, and you know. Oh, Ope's a big Iowa thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we both influence each other. That's how yeah. it goes. <laughs> so, stop holding me in suspense. Who is your number three? <laughs> well, it's a really hard pick. Um, hmm, give me like a minute to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as I was saying before, we kind of went off on a side tangent. Um, I I went out of the box on this one because, and I kind of wanted to with a lot of my picks, just to be, you know, not have the obvious choices and 
you know, the, the things that instantly people would pick. So anyway, um, my number three, <laughs> I, who I would want to um, be a narrator of, of my life would be Connor McGahee. Nice. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. Like the dude would have all the nerd references. He'd probably make up some good nicknames. Like it would just be awesome. <laughs> so, what would your nickname be? You think uh, we're we're definitely going to tag him in this <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> See how he would name you, but mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think, it would be it would have to be like a play on like words like my name or something. That was a wow. maleficent work of art. <laughs> Hardly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Connor McGahee. That's why I'm in professional sports. If he knew you like, or if he knew he didn't like to be called a princess, maybe he could keep calling you different Disney princess names. <laughs> she's yeah. not Belle. She's Melissa. <laughs> Remember, she's not Ariel. She's Melissa. <laughs> I could see that from him. That's Here's a Nicholson worth of free advice. <laughs> I say it's all out of sure love because Connor McGahee is the greatest commentator in all of sports. Oh, take that, Joe Buck. <laughs> oh, ten thousand percent. I I love him. <laughs> I think he's he's just awesome and he's got such a great voice honestly you know some people just sound great and like just have a great distinctive voice and he absolutely does so yeah um but he's he's definitely my number three that's a great choice that is that is craig that's craig blaylock coming out with batman 89 meets killer clowns from outer space level great choice <laughs> He, that he was actually the first person I thought of um, that I'd, I'd want to narrate my life because that would just be super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a definitely a great choice. Like, I, I wish I would have thought that's outside the box. Because you did say, like, who, you know, you top three people, right? So you're kind of wide open in, in who you could pick. And so, yeah. Choice. Well played. <laughs> you haven't gone through that loophole. Uh, you haven't pulled a loophole in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the opportunity and damn well took it. <laughs> Melissa Technicality Nicholson starts, strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we know my third, my uh, number three. So what's yours? Uh, well, it's funny I should say suck it, Joe Buck, because no. Um, honestly, uh, my number three was um, an actor you know very well and I love very well. That'd be uh, Keith David. Huh. 
also known as Childs from the Th- John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. He's also in John Carpenter's They Live. Um, believe it or not, the first movie I ever saw Keith David in, I believe, was Men at Work, a comedy from the 80s starring brothers Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> um, much like you said with Mark Campbell, with distinctive voices. I think uh, Keith David has such a distinctive voice. Uh, so all the so many things I've seen him in, it's, it's a voice I instantly recognize. He does a lot of voiceover work too. Um, most notably down here in the states, he did uh, the U.S. Army commercials quite a bit, or no, the Marines. He did the Marines commercials. Wow. And ironically enough, the day we're recording right now, uh, it's the Marines' birthday today. So happy birthday to the Marines, down here, United States Marine Corps. Yeah, but uh, Keith David did a lot of voiceover for Marine commercials back in the day. Like I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a conscious conscientious observer, but I'd sign up for the Marines just because of Keith David's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you sign up? Because I heard Keith David's voice. <laughs> Keith David told me to. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Kurt Russell fought a ten thousand year old alien from outer space in the middle of Antarctica, man. <laughs> you can always tell John Carpenter's an alien movie because it's got fucking Keith David in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's in. Yeah, I think I haven't seen Nope yet, but I'm pretty sure Keith David is in Nope too. He's in a lot of stuff. Mm. I think my generation probably mostly know him for being uh, Cameron Diaz's dad and there's something about Mary. But he's always going to be Childs in my book. Yeah. But he's got uh, he's got that very cool edge to his voice, you know. Mm. It's like he could kick your ass, but you'd still want to have a beer with him afterwards, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally, like, you know, like, have an argument or something, whatever, but you could, you know, shoot the shit and have a beer kind of thing. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, my number three was Keith David. Now, that was one that was always on my list, always on my list, as long as I've been thinking about this topic, always <laughs> Keith David. It was always Keith David and always my number two also. Mm. Uh, what's the who? Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's an awesome choice. Thank you. Um, who is your number two, Melissa? Uh, my number two is um, a Canadian singer, songwriter, storyteller, actor, kind of a little everything, um, Alan Doyle. And he's, um, He's the lead singer, well, was the lead singer of a Canadian band from Newfoundland, Great Big Sea. And he also has his own uh, little band now called uh, it's Alan Doyle Trio. It's had several names recently. It's kind of changed and, and morphed. But um, he's also been in, um, he was in, what year was it? Um, spitballing, but I think it was... 2010 or 2013 one of those anyway um i may be completely wrong but it's 
whatever. Um, he was in Robin Hood, uh, Ridley Scott film, uh, with Russell Crowe and uh, Kevin Durand and all them. Um, he was in that, and he's been in a couple other things too. Um, yeah, he's somebody who I just—I mean, I love like the Newfoundland like accent. Like it's just so. It's really nice, and um, he's somebody that I, you know, I really admire, and I really enjoy his music, and and just him as a person, like he's just a really cool person, and he's a great storyteller, and I think he could be so much fun with, you know, narrating my life and, um, you know, telling stories and things, and especially um, he did like audio version. He did he wrote a couple of books. Um, and about his life and his story and listening to the audiobooks oh my god are just it, it makes the stories in the book just so much more funny when he's telling them and when you're you know hearing him tell the stories and i think it could be a hell of a lot of fun um narrating <laughs> cool. so, yeah you said he said his band his band has changed names several times recently it has he so. has um, so please, 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 please tell me at least once it was Mystic Spiral at one point. No. And bonus points if you get that reference at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Mystic Spiral, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if anybody listening at home got that reference, <laughs> other than the fact that it's from Daria, you're my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Great Big Sea had, had sort of they had split up, whatever, and then they um and then he formed his own little band and it's um it was what was it? It was um Alan Doyle and the Beautiful Gypsies, and then it was uh Alan Doyle and the Beautiful Beautiful Band, and now it's Alan Oil Trio. <laughs> it's changed <laughs> <laughs> like write this shit down and keep a record of what of name changes. <laughs> I mean it just means he's upping how many times he can get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so has it been the same lineup every time? Pretty much, yeah. What to say, because if you had a different lineup every time. Like old beautiful gypsies and beautiful beautiful band. If you had a new lineup for this one, like well, we're not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> How come we're just a trio? How come we're always going to be beautiful? We're just a trio. It's horseshit. <laughs> my mother, my mother tells me I'm handsome all the time. <laughs> what the fuck, Alan? <laughs> yeah i'm completely unfamiliar with the band so i guess this is where the conversation ends (laughs) it definitely honestly definitely worth a listen there it's really fun and um yeah it's a really good band so but yeah that's that's if I could pick a singer, I would either choose Vil Vallow from him 
to hear my life in that awesome Finnish accent. Yeah. Or I'd pick Till from Rammstein to get that awesome German accent. Oh. Or I'd pick either Al Barr or Ken Casey from Drag Kick Murphy's to get an awesome South Boston accent. Oh, I want Ken Casey. That'd be awesome. <laughs> He's another one. I would like he could read the fucking phone book and it would be amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I still for, remember going to for the I saw them play twice in one year. And the first show I went to, I was to go buy a t-shirt for the Cladoff Fund. And they have their friends from Boston sell those shirts. I gave the guy the money, like, hey, uh, oh, I went to, hey, do you got a double extra large or two XL, three XL? Sorry, brother, all I got's a large. Look. Oh! <laughs> he said it! He said it! <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave him the money, and anyway, like, if my ride wasn't leaving, I could stand here for three more hours and talk to you. Yeah. Like, I don't care what we talk about, just, just say words. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I just gave him the money anyway as a donation. Appreciate your brother. <laughs> <laughs> then I went and saw him again like six months later and they had another guy from Boston selling those shirts and yeah. fucking accent, man. I feel like we're back in our podcasting stride with these side tangents now. <laughs> I feel like that too, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's you know, it's not completely off topic though. So, but, yeah. So yeah, Island Oil is is my number two pick because that would be pretty epic. So, um, what's yours? Uh, my number two pick is the Candyman himself, Tony Todd. Oh, nice. And like I said, like I said, with Keith David, these two were like always on my list. Like if you've ever seen a horror movie in the nineties, you know Tony Todd's voice. Whether you watched Candyman, whether you watched the Final Destination movies, whether you watched um the remake of Night of the Living Dead or The Crow, like you know Tony Todd's voice. Yeah. It is deep, it is booming. It sends chills up my spine. <laughs> it is so damn good. Yeah. I just watched I just watched The Crow a couple weeks ago for Devil's Night, annual tradition. Mm. Tony Todd, man. Yep. What happened? Burn yourself playing with matches. I'm like <laughs> God, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> it sounds so goddamn cool. Yeah. <laughs> like a way macho Billy D. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> like Billy <laughs> D on steroids. Yes. Absolutely. It's like it's like they took Billy it's like Tony Todd took Billy D. Williams and turned it up to eleven. Yes. I agree. <laughs> But, like, you think of certain horror voices that could send a chill down your spine. Like, what, like, some voices I associate with, like, horror films, like, voices 
voice wise, I think Vincent Price. Yeah. I think Tony Todd. Mm-hmm. I think Bella Lugosi. Yep. Karloff. Mm-hmm. Like I was kicked out. I was like, if I go back to honorable mentions, I always thought Brad Dorff would be cool too. Oh, that would be fun too. Yeah. Brad Dorff's got a great voice too. But I guess I think of all these iconic voices and horrors. And I think I think Tony Todd has to be on the list. He has to be in the discussion. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. might not make the Mount Rushmore, but he belongs on the list of like iconic horror voices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just just for Candyman alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I said, yeah, Tony Todd and Keith David were day one picks for me. <laughs> Those are excellent picks. And then the cat jumped up into his lap. <laughs> I can't do a good Tony Todd voice right now. I've been doing a lot of a lot of play rehearsal and stuff right now, so I cannot do a good Tony Todd right now. Or yeah, I don't think I ever could, but yeah, Tony Todd. <laughs> Awesome. Mm-hmm. No, no disrespect, Mr. Freeman. Tony Todd all day. I'll take the Candyman all day. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got to throw a little. He's got to throw a little uh, cherry on top by saying like my name five times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course. Like having Michael Keaton narrate your life and have to say your name three times. Mm-hmm. Wilson Nicholson. Wilson Nicholson. <laughs> Wilson Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> it's Timmy's time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you realize the next time I go to Timmy's I'm gonna be like thinking that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it's gonna be the Mark Campbell Joker voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to be one of the two, and I'm going to die laughing. <laughs> the cashier's going to be looking at, what the fuck is her problem? <laughs> She's got issues. <laughs> Boy, like had to you're not there. one of the 12 listeners we have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've made it to our number ones already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Melissa, who's your number one? Uh, my number one um, is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I so love- does, does, does he do it as his British voice or in his American voice? Oh, British voice. Has to be British voice. Ten thousand percent. Because he just—he's got such a great voice, <laughs> and he's just—he's such a um, great actor. And you know, I—I I first like discovered him through the um, the BBC show Sherlock when they did kind of like a modernization of the show, or like modern, modernizing Sherlock Holmes, basically, and which is. It's such a good show. Um, 
and you know discovered him through that and then just i've loved him since um and all the things that i've seen him in he's such a, a great actor and um i think he could just i mean just his voice alone would be would make my life sound epic <laughs> more epic than it actually is so you know um but yeah he's he's somebody that i, I really enjoy in everything that he does and and i just think he's a you know he could he could be really creative and um yeah so yeah he's he's definitely my my pick and it's just yeah distinctive voice for sure um so yeah he's my pick well, I can honestly admit that I really only know him as Smog, the Grinch, and Doctor Strange. <laughs> but you know what? I love him in all three of those roles, though. Yeah. I, I know him as, well, Sherlock Holmes, Smog, uh, Doctor Strange, and... Um, oh, goodness me. Uh, Alan Turing. Because you, the imitation game, right? Uh, about uh, Alan Turing, and also as um, oh, uh, Julian Assange, and a whole bunch, a whole bunch of different roles, and I've enjoyed him in every single thing that I've I've seen him in. So, yeah. I know he catches some flack for the American voice he does for the Grinch and for Doctor Strange, but I kind of like it, actually. I think it's fine. I mean, it's initially, honestly, it was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would say his Grinch voice sounds more weird than Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because, like, the shit, there's actors, like, you wouldn't even know they're British. Like, Hugh Laurie or Tim Roth. Like, you know how many minds were blown and it was discovered that Hugh Laurie was British when House was big down here in the States. Yeah. I mean, even, um, oh, who's the guy, the, um, oh, Walking Dead guy. Oh, fuck. Half the cast of the Walking Dead's from England. <laughs> Andrew the, Lincoln? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know he was freaking British. I'm like, my mind blew to pieces when I heard that. Well, fuck half the cast of The Walking Dead was from Britain. Yeah, but he was he was the main one that was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Initially, it's kind of weird hearing him like who's a you know American accent, but it's not too bad. Like it's, I think it's it. You know, it's perfectly fine. So, but um, but yeah, it would have to definitely be if he's going to narrate my life. It's got to be with his, you know, British British voice. Cause yes, <laughs> make it sound classy and distinguished. Yeah, like I said, it would make you know, make my life sound more epic than it actually is. <laughs> At least make it sound classier. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know about epic, but at least classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's no use stalling out what my number one was. <laughs> 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 
got so delayed. <laughs> uh, my number one, of course, is Mark Hamill. Of course. I am a fan of Mark Hamill as a person. Um, like I was telling Mike Melissa off air, I was uh, packing uh, some of my collectibles of the night, and I have a whole shelf just dedicated to Mark Hamill uh, in my collectible hutch. So yeah, I got lots. I got many versions of Luke Skywalker. I got variations of the Joker he played. I got I got an action figure of him playing Cockknocker from Jalen Saw Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and I got drawings of him as the trickster. I am a Mark Hamill fan. Uh, my director Liz um, says that she has like celebrity parents, like uh, Loretta Lynn and Kenny Rogers are her celebrity parents. Dolly Parton's her celebrity aunt. Mm-hmm. So I think we I think we gotta have Liz on on our show and have this game too. Mm-hmm. Um. I told her, I go, I go, I think my celebrity best friend would be Benicio Del Toro. Mm. But my celebrity dad, Mark Hamill. <laughs> he is just an uber nerd. And I love him so much. I think that's why he would, he wouldn't even have to, uh, I love him as a joker. He's my favorite joker of all time. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have to do joker voice for me. Uh, him and his regular voice would be great. Absolutely. And I love that he just cracks. He's and he's also willing to crack jokes and stuff. And it seems like something like uh, he would get me because I like I get a lot of references and shit he makes because he just has those little tidbits about shit because he's a fan of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love if he sprinkled references in, like if he make a, like if he made. Like I had to go to I want to go to Tachi Station pick up some power converters. <laughs> like well, I was trying to go to Quickstar and pick up some powder donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but of course I'd love to have him do Joker or or Trickster. I I imitated his trickster a lot in the haunted house too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my Mark Hamill's my number one. Hands down. Yeah. It was actually a coin flip between Tony Todd and Mark Hamill, actually. But I think what won out Mark Hamill is the fact that I'm a huge, uh, I am a huge fan of Tony Todd, but I'm a massive fan of Mark Hamill. And I will be one sad nerd when it's his turn to be called home. Oh, don't. Don't, don't. The dude's immortal. Yeah, I I really <laughs> hope so. Fuck that. He is a Jedi Master, so. Yeah. That's oh my god, that's gonna be a gut punch. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so, so speaking <laughs> of, I'll, I'll I'm gonna quickly di- direct it to happy things. Yes, please. Uh, so while you were sitting here reading your list off, or while I was saying my choices. Did you have any that you wish you would have thought of? Because one that comes to my mind, I wish I would have said, Keanu Reeves. Oh, yes. 
That would be awesome. Damn it. <laughs> yes. That would be an epic choice for sure. Um, oh, I just, well, if he was, if he was still around, but, um, sadly he's not, but Alan Rickman. Yeah. I was just thinking that too. I was thinking we could, I'm thinking we could probably do two more versions of this hmm. topic if you want to, Melissa. Oh, yeah. Where we do top three females and mm-hmm. top three people who have passed away. Yes. I'm game if you are. Me? Yep. I, I was definitely thinking Alan Rickman, too. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. So I think we should put a pin in that and put a pin in that one then. Yes. For Alan Rickman, because I think that'll, be, that'll get brought up. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I think Colin Farrell would be cool. Mm, yes. Or, or, or Nick Offerman oh as, my Ron God, Swan- yes. as Ron Swanson. Yes! <laughs> Absolutely! <laughs> my spirit animal! <laughs> yes. I'd also take Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. Yes. That would be awesome, too. <laughs> oh, so many good choices. Yeah, like, you know who none of us picked? Bill Murray. Or Aykroyd. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah, it was. I mean, for picking my, like, you know, the top three was, you know. Oh. Oh boy. John Cleese. Oh yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Danny Glover'd be cool too. What was that? Danny Glover. Yes, absolutely. Then, being over the age of 30, Jared sat up and his knees popped and he said, I'm getting too old for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) See, this wasn't as hard as you thought it would be, would it? Was it, Melissa? No. But now that the pressure's off, now they're just coming like that. Oh, of course. When you know, it's funny when you're you're thinking of these things and you just, you know, I had you know, like I had the first two, and then that third one was just the, ugh. and then you know, an honorable mention because I thought you know what I need to have that, and it's like oh, it, it took a minute, and now it's like yeah, hold it. <laughs> See, you get, the, you get the, it's like Krusty from Simpsons when you're trying to think. When you when the pressure's on, you're trying to think. You're like Krusty from the Simpsons. You know that guy who always wore a shirt. What was his <laughs> name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Well, Christopher Lloyd would have been a good one too. Oh 
What's Christopher Lloyd character do you pick him to read it as? Hmm. Doc Brown. It's gonna be Doc Brown. I think I'd probably take I'd probably take a judge I'd probably take a Judge Doom too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. I'm blanking. Um Oh what's his um Oh my god. Uh give me like ten seconds here. Um <laughs> yes. <laughs> it'd be also uh, my pick, I mean Doc Brown, yeah, it would be, you know, kind of the obvious choice. But I would want um his character he played in Taxi, Jim Ignatowski. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, I know I, I know Guy Milks is gonna pop for this one. Another good narrator? Kurt fucking Russell. Fuck yes. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> oh, the choices that could have been. Yeah. He had so many choices. Maybe too many, and that was the I think like Michael Rooker would be good too. That'd be fun, yes. Yeah, so many. That'd be fun. Now the pressure's off. It's a lot easier to think. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, this was a fun one. Um I definitely this one's been a lot of fun think about and then just you know how many we thought of of course after the fact but um i I say we come back with part two next time and do ladies night all right oh yes it's ladies night so i just took the pressure off now the pressure's back on (laughs) damn it (laughs) (laughs) what's that woman's name you know uh 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 oh shelly long (laughs) (laughs) if you get that reference you're definitely my kind of people. <laughs> yeah. I just referenced kids in the hall. Dave Foley. Yes. Oh my well, God. Any, any, actually, any of the kids in the hall could narrate my life. I'd be happy. Especially if Scott did it as especially if Scott did it as Buddy Cole. <laughs> oh, what? What have we both been watching recently? TV. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Come on. Red Green. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> only if Petra only if Petra McKenna chimed. In too. <laughs> you you won't believe me though if I had my favorite character narrate it. Winston Rothschilds. Yes. Winston Winston's my favorite character. Yep. Oh my god, that'd be funny. 
<laughs> and then you'd still have to have Patrick McKenna in there. Just ah, yeah. Oh. We got we got to throw them all in there. Definitely got to throw Dalton Humphreys in there, Mike Hammer, and yes. But like the dream would have like Steve, so they had to do it in the red green voice. It's amazing how soft spoken he actually is when you hear him talk. Like his actual voice is so different from Red from Red's voice. It's it's insane. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd let the whole cast of Red Green narrate my life. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, great choice. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so now this is gonna make an hour and a half long. <laughs> we can knock through the whole list in fifteen minutes. Now we're just like listing shit off. <laughs> like, oh, I know it'll be good. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> See, we're gonna continue this even after we're done here. We're just gonna just we're gonna message you up. We're like this one, this one, this. Yeah, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and have like a laundry list of names. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård in the Pennywise voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I like our our choices that we made. Like we definitely, you know, I, I think we we went outside the box for our choices and definitely, you know, didn't pick the the usual ones that you know people might you know normally pick. You know, like your your Morgan Freemans or your whatever. I mean, the, those were off the table anyway. But just you know, it wasn't the sort of you know obvious ones, which is kind of cool. So yeah. <laughs> Hey nerds and nerdettes, it's Jared from the future here. Unfortunately, our ladies' night edition of uh, Story of Our Lives ran a little short, so we decided to keep the fun train moving and tack it on the end of this episode. So take it away, Melissa and Jared from the past. Honorable mentions for you. Um, yeah, my honorable mentions, um, I've got three of them. Um, uh, my honorable mentions are... Um, I chose uh, Kate McKinnon. I think she'd be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm. And uh, my third one is uh, Sigourney Weaver. Ooh. A couple of good choices, but I will say... I'm not ready to talk about Helena Bonham Carter yet. She's <laughs> <laughs> <Always> one. <laughs> <laughs> She's not number one this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Kate McKinnon, how do you how do you have Kate McKinnon narrate the story of your life? <sighs> I. I don't know. I mean, she's like, it would be really fun because I know that she does like, you know, kind of good impressions and things. And so maybe, you know, she could do some of that or just, you know, I don't know, make it. Um, I, I think she'd bring like, a you know, a level of like humor and fun and, um, 
Yeah, she she would uh, she she'd make my life funny at least. <laughs> <laughs> she does as the Lulu voice from uh, Super League of Super Pets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, I also have a couple of uh, honorable mentions. And this was like a lot easier to think of honorable mentions than uh than the male one, honestly. Hmm. Um excuse me. Uh my first honorable mention was uh Gal Gadot. Uh, next one was Wendy Hoops. Now you don't know the name, but she's a voice actress, and I guarantee you, you're gonna regret not adding her to your list. Oh damn! She is the voice of Jane Lane from Daria. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. God fucking damn it! <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Okay, you done kicking yourself over uh, Wendy Hoops? Yes. I'm okay. good to go now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I called dibs on Jane Lane. You can either have her as uh, as Quinn or as uh, Mrs. Morgendorfer. Oh, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope I said her name right. Hoops or Hoopus. Uh I had a couple more. One of them I just thought of on the fly. Eva Green, the perfect poison ivy. Yes. And she has to do it in her French accent, s'il vous plaît. Oh. We. <laughs> she could read me my death certificate in French, and I would. Ooh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so pretty. Um. Another one I thought of was uh, Catherine O'Hara. Ooh, nice. And then, are you ready for my... Okay, what do you think my joke one was? Ah, <laughs> uh, just tell me. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen Ladybugs yet? No, I haven't. Jack A. <laughs> so, go on YouTube tonight and just look up Jack A. If you're unfamiliar with who she is, she was in a lot of stuff in the '90s, and she's got a very distinctive voice. And I was just driving to get some lunch today at my lunch break at work. I'm like, that that'd be just randomly funny because why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But before we hit record tonight, I'm like, you know what? I need Jane Lane on there. <laughs> yep. If you know me, you know I love me some Jane Lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'll, I'll try to make sure you don't yell or scream or break Skype again the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, that was that was the only one that I'm like full on regret. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no regrets. <laughs> yep. So, 
I'm ready to move on if you are. I am. I'm absolutely okay. ready. So hit me with your number three. Uh, my number three is Catherine Tate. I don't know if you're familiar with her at all, but um, she is, well, most notably she was Donna Noble in Doctor Who. She was in season uh, season four. And um, and she's also, she's got like the Catherine Tate show and all that kind of stuff. And she's just hilarious. And um, it would be really funny to have her narrate my life as Donna. Because she's just so um, sassy and very strong-headed and, you know, just, yeah. Um, and, yeah, very funny. So it, it would be a lot of fun to have her uh, do narration. When I know it, when I couldn't put a face to the name, I had to figure it had to be Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, I've been on my my Doctor Who watch, and I'm like, I a marathon kind of thing I'm doing, and it's like, yeah, that may have influenced it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So I don't know enough about her to contribute to this conversation more. I I, I figured that, but it wasn't going to stop me from picking her. <laughs> but yeah. Well, my number three you're going to think is a joke, but I'm earnest in when I say it. My number three, you're never going to believe it, Edie McClurg. If you don't know the name, you'll know the face and the voice. Uh, she was in a bunch of John Hughes films, including Planes, Trains, Automobiles, where she works at the desk of the car rental. Oh, okay. She's she's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off as uh, Principal Rooney's uh, uh, secretary. Okay. They think she's a righteous dude. (laughs) 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 I I just think that would be an epic bottle, uh, epic voiceover of my life story. Oh, look, there's Jared. He's such a handsome young fella. He's walking down the street with his Back full of comic books there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know if she's in The Grinch or not. The 2018 Grinch or not. Uh, she's the one that says, oh, sugar plums when the uh, when the Grinch drops that. It wasn't who hash, was it? Or he drops something in the store. Yeah, I can't remember. But I know, I know she was. I know she was in Wreck It Ralph. She's in uh, Back to School as one of Dangerfield Secretary. Like, she's had those bit parts in all these movies all these years, and uh, she's in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark movie. Okay. Yeah, so I just love Edie McClurg's voice, and I, I, I think uh, seeing Planes, Trains, Automobiles in the theater two weeks ago really helped, like mm-hmm. influenced that too. Yeah. Oh, she's also in uh, Carrie from the uh, 1976 version of Carrie. Okay. Yeah. And so Edie McClurg, so some of them might think it might be a joke. 110% 
earnestly would love to have her narrate my life. <laughs> Bix <That's>... agrees. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> so who is your number two? Uh, my number two choice is Kate Blanchett. Mm. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. I really love her as an actress, and in, in stuff that I've seen her in, um, I've you know always enjoyed her, and I just you know I, I love listening to her. Like she's got a great voice, and I think it would just oh. Um, it would be wonderful to have her as a narrator of my life. So, you know, that'd be really cool. What's, uh, if the, is there a particular character you'd love to have her narrate you in? I don't Do think f- so. Um, no, I think Still it was just herself, I think. Sorry, the my timer froze again, so I was making sure you were still there. Oh. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I lost. Uh, I'm down like a bar in service here. Let's see if I can prove my standing here. Close a few apps. See if that helps. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> You hear that? Yep. Everybody's listening to you now. What's on your mind, baby girl? Oh, so Kate Blanchett. I like it. I like it. Oh, well, for, well, for nine, my number two. I'm ready to talk about her. She killed Sirius Black. She killed Sirius Black. <laughs> uh, my number two is Elena Bonham Carter. Nice. I just love her so much. I think she's probably my second favorite actress of all time. Mm. I really have to sit back and reflect why my two favorite actresses of all time are directors' wives. <laughs> well, I guess technically she's a director's ex-wife now. but Yeah. But like Sherry Moon, she's one of those characters. I love her and everything she's been in from Fight Club to everything she's done with Tim Burton to recently in the Harry Potter series that I've watched for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought uh, there's another film I saw her in uh, called Novocaine with mm-hmm. Laura Dern and Steve Martin. She is so good in that too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. I think she first came on my radar. I saw Fight Club first, but I didn't know who she was at the time. But um, she came on my radar, I would say, Corpse Bride. Okay. And I fell in love with her during Sweeney Todd. Mm. So I loved her since Sweet Todd, so I'm sure if I would have watched the Harry Potter films back then, I probably would have been more in love with her, because like I said, man, if you look at all these characters, all these people that are playing these roles throughout this massive universe, she looks like she's having the most fun. Yeah. 
out of everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Even when she has to play Hermione. (laughs) (laughs) She's just owning it, man. Mm, Absolutely. That's when, like, through the the like the Harry Potter series, is when I was first introduced to her, and I absolutely loved her. Like, I thought she was, you know, um, just awesome. Like, yeah, she was, you know, playing like a, a villain character, but I loved her. Yeah, I notice I got a lot of accents on my list between Helena Bonham Carter. Gal Gadot, um, Catherine <laughs> O'Hara, Eva Green. <laughs> well, I'm not done there either. I'm not done with that. <laughs> I guess I just love a woman with an accent. Can't blame you. Edie McClurg's got that northerner accent too. Mm. We're at number one already. Apparently. This is short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yay for me at editing time. Woo! <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, our last one was pretty short, too. So, most, what is your number one? My number one is Lily Tomlin. Hmm. Did not see that coming. <laughs> I just, I think she's just, uh, she's so funny and just seems like the loveliest of, of ladies. And like, yeah, I, I would love for her to narrate my life. I think it would, she would bring humor. She would bring warmth. She would just bring so much awesomeness to it so um yeah she's my number one pick that is a out of left field choice honestly like oh i love lily tom and what i've seen her and i've loved her in it yeah excuse me but um yeah that's just totally out of left field uh, when, when did when did lily tomlin come on your radar because with me i think it was either the beverly hillbillies movie or nine to five. Uh, I'm trying to think when she first. Um, trying to think of when she first. Um, my first introduction to her like well more specifically not so much like more specifically like her voice uh was from the magic school bus because she played miss frizzle oh well, yeah you, um, you, you had both miss frizzles on your list because kate mckinnon's mrs frizzle in the new uh magic school bus oh okay they brought they it back to- like a year or two ago and yeah kate mckinnon's voice of mrs frizzle on that one <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. Um and obviously like, you know, that show was such a big part of my freaking childhood. Um so yeah, definitely that and oh, there's so many other 
so many other ones that I could list, but yeah. Definitely she she came onto my radar from through Magic School Bus. Nice. Yeah. Well mine's not my number one's not surprising to anyone. <laughs> uh my number one is Margot Robbie, my future wife. <laughs> nice. Again, I picked a woman with an accent. You <laughs> did. <laughs> it's He's funny because like, I got I got I got all these women with different accents too. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh she has to do my life as Harley. Oh, ten thousand percent. I thought she did such a good Bronx Brooklyn accent in the both Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah, so my number one's Margot Robbie, surprising no one. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. One thing I'm going to miss about living in this apartment is I'm not going to have that poster of Margot Robbie hanging above my bed anymore. Aww. Well, that's not It's not going to be the first thing I see every morning besides a cat anus every morning. <laughs> Yeah, but I think my love for Margot Robbie has been told far and wide. Oh, yeah. I made a girl jealous talking about Margot Robbie so much. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I told her. I go. Mar- I think it was right around the time Birds of Prey was coming out. I go. Margot Robbie could start a movie about my own death, detailing every every little thing about my death, and I would be there opening night. <laughs> <laughs> Front row center, big old bowl of popcorn. Yep. I'm here for it, baby. Come on, here we go. <laughs> Lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there are the story of our lives, ladies edition. We took two short episodes and made it into one giant long episode. Yes, we did. <laughs> well, uh, since we got time to fill, <laughs> I think we need to start listing off names we didn't think of right away. Mm. First one comes to my mind, Lauren Cohen. Oh, yes. Yep, woman with an accent. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, I just Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Yeah. She, um, she's Scottish, so she has a beautiful Scottish accent, and I am a sucker for a Scottish accent. And she was, uh, Karen Gillan was, um, oh, I'm blanking. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um. Oh, which character? Um, is she in the first one or the second one? Uh, I think I want to see. She was in both. As um, Nebula. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I do like Nebula. Yeah. And she was also um, no surprise here. She was in Doctor Who. 
She played companion Amy Pond. <gasps> Hold on, I'm not done being shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, what about PJ Souls? Yes. She doesn't throw at least one totally in there. She doesn't get the job. Mm, yeah. This beard is totally awesome. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Leah Thompson. Yes. Love me some Leah Thompson. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, I, just, I just looked at my DVD rack. <laughs> Laura Dern. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's who I thought you were going to have a jokey one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I think Selma High could be a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely be a lot sexier. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, hmm. to, I can't think of any others. I'm blanking. Oh, if I go with other sexy voices, I'd probably go with either Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. or Aisha Taylor. Mm-hmm. If she was still alive, I'd say Jessica Walter because I love her voice on Archer. Oh yeah. Like if if we're doing still alive, if we're playing the still alive game. I'd go with like Gilda Radner or Madeline Kahn. Mm. Only if she let. Only, I would do Madeline Kahn if she would do it as Lily von Stupp from uh, Blazing Saddles. Yes. <laughs> oh, what woes. How romantic. <laughs> and yes. then he went up to the count, the way to assess him if you like another schnitz and Gruben. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> we did one uh, an actress that's already passed on too I'd say Eartha Kit. yes oh she's my, yeah she's in my top three cat women of all time mm. you were saying yeah if, still on the uh, if they were still around although it's a you know fairly recent I guess but uh uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Mm. Sad. Yeah. 
Way to bring the mood down, Melissa. Hey. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who else I could think of right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any more. But it's notice we we both missed the obvious. We did both. I perp. I, I think I purposely did not say Elvira. Hmm. Yeah, I love the sound of her voice. I do love it. But I tried to think a little more inside the box. Yeah, and that, like that's what I wanted to do as well. Like I didn't want to just, you know, sort of pick obvious choices. Although I'm not sure what the obvious choices would be, but um, yeah, I think I I achieved that being kind of you know different in my choices. Well, hopefully Tim Rooney doesn't think less of us. Neither one of us picked Barbara Crampton. Oh, damn it. We didn't. <laughs> well, there's no chance we'd see her naked while she's narrating our lives, so. No. Big sad. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why we didn't pick her. It's like, well, we can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's only lending her voice. So I was like, oh, <laughs> Well, I suppose. <laughs> it's, all, it's all audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck on my Edie McClurg choice. <laughs> yes. I'm still sad. I didn't even think about that. Oh, well. Edie McClurg. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Oh, nobody said Dolly. We didn't say Dolly Parton either. No. No, we didn't, did we? Nope. Mm. Oh, well. That's okay. I like all our choices. I think our choices are, are pretty well, damn good. No, it would be. No, it would be fun, though. What? Bet Midler. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. That would be a lot of fun. Totally. <laughs> right back to PJ Souls. Totally. <laughs> I bet Jamie Lee Curtis would be a good one too. Yep. Keep it in the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh, who am I thinking of? Uh Oh, I had I had it, and then it went out of my brain. Um, oh, you know, you know the guy who always wore a shirt. My favorite answer to anything on The Simpsons. You know, the guy who always wore his shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of The Simpsons, I just, I, I had to freaking, I, I, 
Thanks, Google, because I just remembered. <laughs> uh, Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any more choices. Hmm. Well, there's so many, so many to choose. Yeah, it's been a long day too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely has been. Oh, another obvious one. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza narrating our lives as uh, April Ludgate. Yes, yes, please. That <laughs> <laughs> would be hilarious. <laughs> Well, that's the voice I'm pretty sure you hear inside your head all the time anyway, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mine's more like mine's more like Stephen Wright from the beginning of Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the gal that played Lally in uh Secrets of Dumbledore? I wouldn't have minded her either. Um, I can't remember. Well, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Oh, if they're still around, be Arthur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick one golden girl to narrate my life, be Arthur. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so melissa where can the listeners keep up with you if they choose uh they can keep up with me on twitter and instagram at miss melissa n25 it's all lowercase nothing fancy um just basically my instagram is a lot of nature pictures sometimes the elusive as bigfoot selfies um sometimes a meme but not always but you know anyway it's kind of fun uh twitter is really random shit and then during hockey season and playoffs it's all hockey so you know you can handle as that it, as it should yes <laughs> so so yeah um you can find me on there and where can they find you jared uh, you can find me on twitter and instagram at qc C-A underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. That's where you find pictures of my cat and of my beard. Uh, I'm in the middle of a production of A Christmas Carol as Ebenezer Scrooge himself. So I'll be sharing a lot of stuff for that on social media, I'm sure. So look for that. Um, as a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Nations Podcast. And don't forget to send us an email with your pics who narrate your life at nerdonationspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, um, you can find us at our home at Podbean. Uh, you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And on any one of those platforms, uh, be sure to leave a rating and review. Uh, it helps us be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community, and we really appreciate it. We're entering the cheeriest, most joyful time of the year. 
doesn't mean the world's any less scary. And the best way we can get through it all is to be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. Ooh, what about Sam Neill? The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.